Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to speak for just a few moments today before we leave here about heaven on earth. Our theme today in this program, heaven on earth. One thing that I love is I love historical documentaries. I like to watch things that share about important or significant things that happened in the history of our nation or of our world. Recently, I enjoyed watching a documentary about the Roosevelt family and their impact on the end of the 19th and the beginning of the 20th century. This presentation by Ken Burns was very informative, very, very interesting. One of the things that it made so clear to me was the absolute chaos that was in North America in the 1930s and the 1940s. Between the Great Depression and uh, the ensuing Second World War, there was chaos in America. So many men were without work. And it was not getting better, it was only growing worse. There was a prevailing sense of hopelessness in North America in the 1930s as people were literally starving in the United States. Banks were closing down right and left. This was the situation in our world, in our nation, when uh, FDR, Roosevelt, became president. He called a bank holiday and closed down all the banks for a week. And people were fearful that once those banks opened again, that all of them would be, there would be a, what was called a run, and people would come and pull all of their deposits out, and the economy that was already in extreme disrepair would completely collapse. But just the night before the banks were to reopen, Franklin Roosevelt took advantage of this new medium called radio. And uh, it was such that, you know, there was not uh, internet, television, all of these other distractions. The only thing that people had was the radio. And so literally millions of Americans gathered around their big radio sets. Anybody remember the big radio? Big, big radio, like fill up half your living room? They, they gathered around the big radio set, and they listened as the new president, Franklin Roosevelt, was going to talk to them, which he did almost 30 times, about 30 times during his presidency. And these things called what he began to be known as fireside chats. He explained what was happening in America in his calm, fatherly voice. He told them how the banking system worked and how that uh, it was safe. And many historians and people that were political spokespeople during that day said that in the next morning, instead of there being a run at the bank of people pulling out their deposits, people were lined up at the bank with their money they had been hoarding in their mattresses to put into the bank. And they said almost immediately, just this one man, because of his confidence, his ability to speak peace into a chaotic situation, immediately turned around this banking situation overnight with his fireside chat. And over the next 12 years, he as president would speak to the concerns and the fears and the anxieties of a nation that was going through unbelievable chaos. 
throughout the Second World War where literally tens of thousands of young men from the United States were losing their life on the foreign field in the Second World War, he would come on and calm the fears and bring peace and, un, uh, and basically uh, take the anxiety out of our nation because of his ability to, with his fatherly way and with his confidence, bring peace. And ultimately, we see the pictures of him sitting together with Roosevelt, uh, Roosevelt sitting together with Churchill and Stalin and bringing peace to a world that had been ravaged by war. Something about this man that was able to bring confidence and quell fears and bring hope just through his words. There's something about a peacemaker. Something about someone that can come into a chaotic situation and just say a few words and all the stress seems to come down and all of a sudden it brings peace and comfort and confidence. All of us have seen this before. And everybody's fearful, everybody's anxious, everybody's concerned, but then somebody comes in and is able to secure the confidence and speak peace into situations. The Bible says in Matthew 5 and 7, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Because people who are able to come into a situation where it's chaotic and speak peace have characteristics that make them reminiscent of God himself. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And uh, the Greek mentality, they call this gaping emptiness, and this gaping darkness, and this brooding water of emptiness and purposelessness, they call it chaos. Chaos, which is known as purposeless brooding darkness. And uh, one of the words is like a gaping hole, like a yawn, an emptiness, chaos. And there, juxtaposed with this chaos, the Bible says as we continue, it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then in verse 3, it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. The earth was without form. And void. I want you to get this point right now. Earth, formless, void, darkness upon the face of the earth, this thing called chaos. It refers to the formless or void state preceding the creation of the universe or cosmos. Chaos refers to the primordial state before creation, combining two separate notions of primordial waters or primordial darkness from which a new order is about to emerge and a premortal state that happens in chaos before two opposites come together. I don't want to lose you today, but what are the two opposites here? Earth and heaven. Chaos, the Spirit of God. You have darkness on the face of the deep, the void, the yawning emptiness, the purposeless void and chaos. And you have the Spirit of God. And these two opposites cannot coexist. One of them has to influence the other. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God... See, God is complete opposite of void. God is complete opposite of chaos. 
Because in the Spirit of God, there's purpose, there's light, there's meaning, there's significance. In the void, there was chaos, insignificance, a lack of meaning. But the only way that earth, which represents chaos, can be impacted by heaven was for there to be a word from God. So God said, let there be light. And then heaven began to impact earth. And the significance and the purpose and the intentionality of heaven begin to bring order to the formlessness of earth, which is chaos. And the only way that heaven can impact earth is for there to be a word from God. All the Spirit could do was hover and brood, but when God said, let there be light, uh, then form and fashion and purpose and order begin to emerge from this chaos called earth. All things, then, we read, were created by the word of God. Everybody say word. Word is expression. That means that you can have a thought in your mind, but it doesn't make any difference until you get it out there. And God had a plan, but his plan sat latent, like a spirit brooding over the waters until the word came forth. And when the word came forth, all of a sudden, that formless matter began to come into order according to the word of God. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let the waters beneath be separated from the waters above. And God said, let there be the holders of light in the heaven. And it was so. And God said, amen, let there be plants and trees that would spring forth. Let there be animals and creeping things and creatures in the sea. And when God said, from nothingness, from earth came order and purpose and intentionality. Heaven came to earth when God spoke. Heaven came to earth as a process or a product of the word of God. The word brings order to, to, brings order to chaos. The word brings us from formlessness and void to formed and fitted. That's why the Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the word, the expression. The word was with God, the word was God. You can't separate someone's expression from who they are. In verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. By who? By the word. And without him was not anything made that was made. The only way heaven can come to earth is there has to be word. And when God said, then heaven began to impact the earth. Heaven and earth, the Spirit of God and the formless darkness came together via the Word, and the Word allowed heaven to come to earth. Amen? Man was created. Human beings, you and I, were created from the earth. So at our very core, we're chaotic people. We come from the chaos the emptiness, the void, the formlessness, the purposelessness of earth. Man was created from the soil. When God breathed, this purposeless soil became a living soul. But because of our nature, our earthborn nature, we are given to chaos. We're given to formlessness and purposelessness. And in the earth that was created, chaos reigned. Can I get an amen, somebody? 
disaster and wars and bloodshed because of the human nature or the sin nature that's a product of the earth in us. The chaos in us. Our physical bodies are given to selfishness, to lustfulness, to lying, to theft, to abuse, to chaos on earth. But I want to tell you that when the lightning cracked on Mount Sinai, And when God began to write and inscribe into stone the first written word of God, He was given commandments to earth, you and I, about how to manage chaos and bring order to the chaos that was a product of our sinful nature. It was the law of God and it was the very first written word of God. Somebody said, well, Genesis came before the the Ten Commandments. Actually, Genesis was written after the Ten Commandments. Amen? The first written word of God, I got my search for truth people in here nodding their head right now. Amen. The first written word of God was written by the finger of God. It was the Decalogue or the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not have any graven images. Amen? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You know what he was doing? He was taking formless, purposeless, chaotic earth and bringing order to it. Not just humanity, but each individual member of humanity. The only way you can bring order out of chaos is you've got to bring word. Amen? That's the only way heaven can come to earth that's the only way order can come to the disorder of your life is through the power and the impact of the word of God prior to God's word it was chaos that reigned but God gave humanity a plan through his word for us to have order and I want to tell you today that the most orderly societies and civilization have at their core foundation the mosaic law because they realized that if people aren't taught that you can't steal from one another. Amen? That you can't lie against your neighbor. That it's against God's moral law for you to lust after your neighbor's wife. All of these items that are in the law take chaos out of earth because earth on its own creates problems. Can I get an amen, somebody? You watch a two-year-old if you want to know about that. They bring chaos into every situation they come into because they made straight up out of the dirt. Amen? Earth brings chaos everywhere. The only thing that brings order to chaos is you've got to get heaven in earth. And the only way you can get heaven in earth is through the word of God. Otherwise, there are opposite forces juxtaposed to one another in conflict with one another. But word enables heaven to penetrate earth. Come on, somebody. And when God's word came and people began to obey the law of God, then order came into their life. And disorder was vanquished from their life. And God's blessing and favor came into their life. And I want to tell you today, the only hope out of your chaos is the word of God. This is the only way that we can get heaven on earth, that we can get heaven in our lives. And so we see... In the Old Testament, the law, the word of God is highly revered because it has the power to bring the order of heaven to earth. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 8 that the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. No matter how chaotic earth is at its very nature, if it is infused with the word of God, it brings order and purpose and meaning out of chaos. Amen? Amen. The problem is because of our earth nature, humanity in the Old Testament couldn't keep the law. They kept breaking it. 
And as a result, the law couldn't bring the benefits of God's purpose and order to human lives. Because people broke the law, sin reigned. Sin was on the throne. What is sin? Sin is the chaos of the earth nature doing whatever it wants. Chaos reigned. That's why people's lives were marked with disappointment. People's lives today are marked with disappointment and regret and bitterness and hurt and brokenness. Why? Why is there so much pain and suffering in the world today? The number one reason is because of sin. Is because of the chaos of our chaos of our earth nature. Heaven had a plan, though. Can I get an amen, somebody? And it wasn't just a Johnny Come Lately hatched plan B that came out of nowhere, but it was a plan that was set in motion from the very beginning. And the plan was to bring heaven to earth in a new way. Can I get an amen? Matthew 1, 23, behold, a virgin shall be with child. A baby's going to be born. A mom's going to get pregnant, and there's not going to be an earthly father that fertilized the egg. A child is going to be born supernaturally. And uh, this virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Heaven on earth. God with you and I, heaven on earth. It just seems amazing and fascinating when you think about the incarnation. God with us. The name of this baby is going to be God. God with us as a child. God with us uh, as a little baby. And this is the wonder of the story that we call Christmas uh, is that God came to earth uh, in the form of a little baby. Fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 which says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. A baby who's going to be known as the Everlasting Father. A baby who is going to be the Prince of Peace. A child that's going to be born. A son that's going to be given. Who is going to bring Peace. What in the world can bring order to chaos? What can bring meaning to emptiness? What can bring heaven to earth? The only thing that can bring heaven to earth, we've already learned this today, is the Word of God. So the Word of God came forth again. But this time, it was not a spoken word. This time, it was not a written word on stone tablets. This time, it was not a word breathed through the inspiration of a prophet in the Old Testament. This time, it was different. John chapter 1 tells us how it happened in verse 14. And the word, whoo, hallelujah, the word of God, which brings heaven to earth, which brings purpose to meaninglessness. Uh, The word, come on somebody, the word that brings purpose to the void was made flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld 
His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the story of Christmas. The story of Christmas is not just a story of a pregnant woman and a donkey and a beautiful star and a baby that was born that had a special destiny on its life. But the story of Christmas is that the Word of God that made a difference in the created earth from the very beginning did not come in a book this time. It did not come in a written form this time. But the Word was encapsulated in a human body and came to live among us. This is the meaning of Emmanuel. God's expression and power manifest in the flesh. So this takes it a step further, my brothers and sisters. Not only is it heaven on earth, but this time it is quite literally heaven in earth <laughs> here's the answer not just heaven to earth but heaven in earth first timothy three sixteen says without controversy great is the mystery of godliness god was manifest in the flesh where does flesh come from the earth god was manifest in earth so it wasn't just heaven on earth but when jesus grew in wisdom and stature he began to speak as heaven in an earthen vessel a clay pot made out of soil amen it was heaven in earth and i want to tell you today although sometimes it's hard for our minds to wrap around it the hope of the world is not just that heaven came to earth but that heaven came in the form of a man that god was manifest in the flesh and this manifestation of heaven in earth is known as the son of god Colossians 2 9 says for in him dwelleth all the fullness of God of the Godhead bodily and the NIV says for in Jesus Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in a human body or in a bodily form what does that mean all of heaven showed up in earth amen all of heaven showed up in an earthen vessel. All of heaven showed up in earth. And I want to tell you that the greatest answer to the chaos of the earth is that heaven came to earth. But not just that heaven came to earth, but that heaven showed up in earth to bring redemption to humanity. The key to understanding the significance of what we celebrate at Christmas is that it was heaven in earth the life and ministry of jesus brought hope and brought peace on earth to people's lives he brought order and brought purpose to people's lives he would walk into a pool where everybody there was sick everybody there had diseases everybody there had brokenness in their life but guess what heaven in earth walked in and when Jesus walked towards the pool of Bethesda, he started a healing crusade in the worst possible surroundings. Jesus, heaven in earth, 
walked by one of the most chaotic, broken, empty, hopeless situations you can imagine, something called a funeral procession, where a mother was walking with her dead child. Jesus stopped the procession, raised up the boy, and turned this funeral into a resurrection celebration. This is what heaven, what happens when heaven comes in earth. Uh, people mourning at a graveside, sad because Jesus' friend had died, and Jesus said, roll away the stone. They said, why would we do that his body is already beginning to stink jesus said roll it away anyway aren't you glad that the stink didn't stop him amen aren't you glad that no matter what it is that's happened in your past and whatever stinky situation you're coming out of he's not going to shy away from it no matter how much chaos no matter how much problem that's been in your life heaven and earth has power to speak into the darkness Lazarus come forth and all of a sudden out of the grave comes Lazarus wrapped in graves clothes amen because when heaven came to earth he eliminated chaos he took care of the emptiness and hopelessness that is characteristic of the void of the earth he was more than just a man that's why he could say peace be still and the storm would stop why because heaven was in earth and it was speaking through the lungs and through the mouthpiece of this human being. And when he said, uh, when he spoke and bound up and cast out evil spirits, they could not resist because it was the word of God. You guys with me? It was the word of God. The lame man with broken limbs and twisted uh, body parts was healed miraculously through the power of the word manifest in the flesh. Uh, he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. And all of their sins were washed away. The woman taken in adultery about to be stoned Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. He opened blinded eyes. He did miracles everywhere that he went because he was heaven on earth. But I bring this to a close by telling you that God's plan was bigger than just heaven in earth in one vessel. It wasn't God's plan that heaven would be manifest just through one clay pot. But in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, it says, we know all things work together. For the good to them that love God, to them which are called according to his purpose. If you're called according to the purpose of God, guess what? Verse 29 says, for whom he did foreknow. What does foreknow mean? It means God had a plan a long time ago. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. God's plan for you before you were ever born was that you would be changed like Jesus Christ. So that when you were conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, guess what it says? That he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. So the plan in God's infinite wisdom was that there not just be one example of heaven in earth, which is Jesus Christ, but God's plan is that the world would be populated with thousands, amen, thousands of examples of heaven in earth. So that Jesus would be the firstborn among many brethren. We're his brothers and sisters. Because the miracle, the miracle of salvation and the new birth is not just about, okay, I'm saved now. I became a Christian. Brand me with the horseshoe. I'm a Christian now. Give me the bumper sticker and put the fish on the back of my car. Let me listen to the fish radio station. I'm a Christian now. No, it's more than that. It's way more significant than that. What is it? It is about a person whose life was ruled by the flesh 
and as a result was impacted by the chaos that's why there was emptiness purposelessness that's why people jump from one relationship to the next that's you know what they're looking for they're looking for something to fill that gaping emptiness that's why people get addicted to drugs and fall in love with making money and realize at the end of the year they've made all these thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and they're still no more happy than they were before and they bought everything that they wanted to buy and they're still no more happy somebody said well let me try I bet I bet I could get happy amen there's no fulfillment in riches the Bible makes it makes it clear there's nothing in this world that can satisfy the emptiness and the purposelessness and the void that is this earth amen you get more of this earth you know the, the things that this world has to offer it's just more of the same it's more void it's more vanity it's more emptiness it's more purposelessness it's more void amen the only thing come on somebody the only thing that can bring purpose to your life is if heaven comes into earth and when heaven comes into earth then all of a sudden the voice of God can begin to order your life bring meaning and purpose and significant and design to your life until heaven comes to earth no matter how hard you try you can go to classes, you can read books, you can listen to self-help uh, uh, advocates, and you can try to improve your life. But at the end of the day, the only thing that can bring order to chaos is the Word of God. Amen. Is for God's Spirit to come in. That's why the Bible declares that when Jesus ascended to heaven, He told them to go wait in Jerusalem until they would receive the promise of the Father. Amen. The Bible says, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 26, check this out. The mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations now is made manifest to his saints verse 27 to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles what is the glory what is the riches what is the mystery it is Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you is the hope of glory so that means coming to church ain't gonna get it done for you that means saying a lot of phrases ain't gonna get it done for you that means doing a lot of religious practices ain't gonna get it done for you the only thing that's going to bring this mystery to light that's going to bring hope to your life and to this world is Christ in you come on now it's Christ in you somehow some way heaven gotta get in the earth Somehow, some way, purpose has got to get inside of my chaos. Somehow, God's meaning has got to get into the emptiness of this life that I've been living. Christ in you. This is the mystery. They didn't know about it for years. They thought it was about obeying rules. They thought it was about following traditions. But the Bible says, no, here's the mystery. The mystery is Christ has got to get in you. The mystery is not about your denomination or your religion. It's about his Christ in you. Because if Christ gets in you, then heaven comes to earth. And from chaos comes order and purpose and meaning. So how does it happen? How does Jesus get in you? How does the Spirit get inside of you? The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 2, says, this is the story of when it happened. Suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting 
and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost I mean just straight up regular folk just a bunch of slobs doing their jobs regular human folk issues, foibles, problems struggles the Bible says they were all filled that means heaven was poured into a pot made out of earth they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance that means when the Spirit came in there was an evidence that heaven was in earth and the evidence that heaven was in earth was that they began to speak in a heavenly language something nobody taught them something they didn't know when they were kids it's something that the spirit of God began to empower them to be able to speak in this heavenly language amen but the reality is the heavenly language that they were speaking in was just the evidence that God was living on the inside and now he would begin to order their life now the spirit of God could begin to bring purpose and meaning from the void of earth which is a life without God I'm so glad that heaven came to earth but what I'm really glad about today is that heaven is in earth and even though I'm not perfect and I have my struggles and I still have my issues because I'm still walking around in a dirt bag amen I'm still walking around in a clay pot. I still have the flesh. I still have that earth void, purposeless tendency within me. But thank God that his spirit is in me. And now what was impossible for to happen for me by obeying laws from a word that was written is possible because the word is in me now. It is the word of God. It is Christ. It is the Holy Spirit on the inside that brings purpose and meaning to my life. And today... As we celebrate Christmas, I want you to remember it is more than a baby being born in a quaint, ancient scene in a stable with animals. But it's about heaven, which is at odds with earth. Being able to make that connection because of the Word of God. And the Word of was made flesh and brought heaven to earth. (laughs) His plan is that heaven can be in you. Oh, praise God. Man, I wish I could pass around the mic and hear some testimonies today of where you were when God found you, of how chaotic and empty your life was, how purposeless and meaningless your life was, A dead-end street. Really no hope, no direction, no destiny for your life. But when the Lord showed up, He began to order things in your life. He began to take things out that were bringing destruction. Bring things in that would bring joy and fulfillment and peace. Come on, somebody. And we rejoice today. We rejoice today because we have dirt bags in this house. We have clay pots in this place that were fit for destruction and had every plan on going to the firing kiln. 
But somewhere along the way, through God's mercy, heaven came into earth. And when the Spirit got on the inside, addictions began to be overcome. Inordinate affections began to be overcome. Emptiness and void living began to be overcome. And purpose began to show up in lives. Oh, man, I wish I could tell some stories on some of you guys right now of where God found you and how God turned you around. One of the most beautiful things, and I close with this. You said you said that about 10 minutes ago. I close with this. I'm wrapping it up and putting a bow on it. But if any of, you, but any of you have ever seen a man try to wrap a Christmas present before, you know why it's taken me a while. Amen, somebody. The most beautiful thing is watching somebody who experienced heaven and earth. Their life was changed, impacted, turned around. But because of a series of events, circumstances, situations in their life, the earth nature began to dominate again. And the word of God was no longer being spoken in their life. They were no longer under the influence of the word. And they found themselves in a bad situation all over again. You know why? Because chaos is part of your earth nature. And it's always at the door. And if God's not speaking, if the word's not working in your life, it's going to come back in. Can I get a witness from somebody? Chaos will reemerge in your life. Without the word of God, chaos is coming back. And to see people who find themselves in the midst of an even more egregious chaos, hopelessness, purposelessness, emptiness, suicidal thoughts, feelings of why should I even live? And then they remember. Remember what it was like. What was it like? God's word was working in my life. And the spirit of God had influence over my decisions. When I was walking according to the according to the word of God instead of according to the course of this world, what was it like? And all of a sudden they begin to feel the pull and the tug of God's spirit again. Man, I love God so much. The one characteristic about God that makes me love him more than anything is his mercy. God's mercy is fascinating. Because I try to observe and, and, and capture God's mystery, God's mercy through the framework of my way of thinking. Because I'm a human being. And if I offer somebody help and they slap me in the face... It's going to be a while for them to offer help again. You know what I'm saying? I offer someone advice and they do the exact opposite. I'm like, don't come back here again asking me nothing. I, I, you waste my time. God's grace and mercy is awesome. <laughs> Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Praise God. What reason does he have to be knocking on the, heart, uh, the door of my heart? I mean, he's got better things to do, but why does he love me so much? that he stands at the door and knocks and his promise is if anybody will respond if any man will just open the door I'll come in Amen. I'll come in the house I'll come in and sup with them I'll come in and spend time I'll come in and start helping them I'll come in and begin to speak 
peace in their situation. Oh, I know the chaos is out of control. I know you don't know where the answers are coming from. I know that hopelessness and fear is dominating somebody right now in this place. But the peace speaker is here. And he's knocking on the door and he says, if you'll just let me in, I'll bring heaven into this chaos. I'll bring heaven into this earth right now. I'll bring heaven into your situation and you can begin to see things turn around. Why don't we stand together right now? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray with one another before we leave here. It's It's a beautiful time of year where we just remember Jesus remember his birth and we celebrate everything that he's done for us sometimes at this time of year we we also pause and we think about our lives coming into a new year can you believe 2015 is over wow it's 2016 right around the corner brand new year we think about our lives over the last year the decisions we've made and the impact it's had on our lives We think about our direction. We think about our purpose. And then maybe you pause and think, well, has the word of God been bringing heaven into my life? Or has there been a famine of the word in my life? Have I been reading? Have I been coming to church? Have I been listening? Have I been? I I know, I, I know, I know. I know, I know you love Jesus. I know you're a believer. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. None of that really matters if the Word hasn't been bringing heaven into your life. It's not enough to just have it in your mind. It's not enough just to know what's right. Somewhere along the way, you've got to say, okay, I need heaven in this chaotic situation in my earth. And I'm praying right now for it. I want you to, if it's appropriate right now, we're going to pray with one another. I want you to reach over. You want to take the hand or put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you, whatever's appropriate. We're going to pray for one another. This beautiful Christmas service. Jesus didn't come in a manger. He wasn't born as a baby just for there to be a cute story. But he came to bring peace into your chaos, to bring purpose into your emptiness. And right now, I'm going to pray for heaven on earth. Can you pray for your neighbor right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for every person under the sound of my voice today, Lord God. (laughs) Thank you for bringing them here today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for letting them hear our praise and worship to the name of God, the name of Jesus, our celebration of your coming today. But I pray for them right now, Lord God. Their life's direction, choices they're making. I pray in the name of the Lord that you would begin to speak to them through your spirit right now. Remind them that nothing's changing unless they get the word. Nothing's changing unless the word comes in. Nothing's changing until you take up residence in their life. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, for those that are hungry for you. Right now, let hope begin to pour into them like water. 
like water, like water into a dry, thirsty place. Let hope, aha, shataya. Let hope begin to pour into their vessel right now. I rebuke the devourer and I bind up the spirit of suicide in this house right now. Silence the voice of those that are tired of dealing with the pain and the disappointment and they thought about ending it. In the name of Jesus, we take dominion and authority over it right now. And we command hope to flow in like water into a dry place. Word of God, speak right now. Word of God, bring hope. Word of God, bring healing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let the Spirit of God move right now, bringing hope. Let encouragement flow in right now. Let peace come into tumultuous minds. We speak peace. There is no reason to fear. Why should I fear? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's it. Call their name right now and speak a word over them. In Jesus' name, before we leave here today, Spirit of God, move. Spirit of God, work. Spirit of God, come on, let's pray for just a moment in this place as we turn this whole house into an altar right now of worship and praise to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for heaven on earth. 